0: This is Holly Grimaldi-Flores, and you are listening to Holograms, often inspiring, occasionally funny, and sometimes poignant tales to help you through the job of day-to-day living. It's about love, family, health, and community. A slice of life in 10 minutes or less. My husband is a runner. He was a runner long before I met him and has logged enough miles to have traveled the circumference of the planet not once, but twice, and is about a tenth of the way into a third. That's over 50,000 miles of putting one foot in front of the other. He lost count of runs that were 26.2 miles or longer, having set a goal of running 100 such races before his time here on earth is through. He was pretty sure it was 89, but then he went through old logbooks and realized he only needed 10 more to make his goal. He has run races all over the state of California and then some. The California International Marathon that finishes at the state capital in Sacramento is a favorite, and he has completed it, I am guessing here, about 18 times. He has run the San Francisco Marathon multiple times as well. For the non-runners out there, a marathon is 26.2 miles. The next time you get in your car, track 26.2 miles. It's far. In San Francisco, it is far and hilly, and since it also crosses the Golden Gate Bridge and back, it is also often windy. My husband ran his first marathon, also in San Francisco, at the age of 27. He has run ultra marathons, which are 50K or 31 plus miles, and finished the Western States Endurance Run, which is 100 miles. It took him about 28 hours. I cannot comprehend it. He runs six days a week without fail. It does not matter where we are, or what the weather is like, or how he is feeling. He runs. His biggest, current complaint, is that while he ran his first marathon in just a bit over three hours, he will have to fight to finish his next one in under six. His body refuses to keep up with a mind that is firmly running away from the aging process. And now to add to this race against time is the reality that the pandemic has meant the cancellation of many of these sanctioned races throughout the state and the country. Time is one thing he cannot run away from, but he has set a goal and is determined to complete it. He's trying to think outside the box and has thought about running a solo race to raise funds for the local football team, but so far that's just an idea. The notion of a virtual race is not as compelling, but he says he might. I don't get it. I have watched him run marathons on numerous occasions. I have stood on the side of the road in the rain, in the wind, on sunny, hot days, and I have stood frozen, waiting impatiently to see him coming up the lane or around the bend. For me, it's excruciating. I know where I am, but until recent advances in technology, keeping track of him was impossible. I post myself close to the halfway point to offer a change of clothes, hot coffee, a little protein, and a lot of encouragement before packing up and driving to a point further down the course, often around mile 20, known as the wall to avid runners. Again, my job is really to offer an emotional push and pain reliever. Once he's on his way, I make my way to the finish line and wait. I'm not alone out there. Cheering on those who take on such a feat is about the least I can do. I've been moved to tears as I watch both men and women cross that finish line, their stories told in sheer emotion and triumph. I do not expect to ever know what that is like. I am not a runner. I have attempted running. I have run a few 5Ks, 3.1 miles, but I always have to walk for at least part of it. I took an eight-week course called Train to Run, thinking if I could just get my breathing and form under control, it would be more enjoyable. It is not. I worked on my posture, how I breathe, where I place my feet, and learned to pump my arms. It did not get easier. I yearned for the runner's high, but was recently informed that does not come until after at least three miles, and since I only run three miles, well, you get the picture. I've been told it would be easier for me to run if I lost weight, and it would be easier for me to lose weight if I just ran, a paradox for sure. My reality is I do not have the runner's body. I am not built to run. I think I'm built to farm, ancestrally speaking. One of the nice things is that my spouse, though I am certain he would love it if I did, does not condemn me because I don't run. He has seen my attempts. He is a different breed. I am more of a walker and a talker. And while I do not profess to be any kind of poet, I did pen this little ditty as a gift to the runner in my life. I want to run, run away with you, but from the porch to the driveway is the best I can do. My calves are cramping, my knees are weak, my thighs are chafing, and my hips both creak. I've bought the right shoes and undergarments, like armor. Seems my chest and my chin are not fond of each other. The bouncing, the bruising, the burn in my lungs. There's pain in my back that will not be undone. I want to run, you know that I do, but first I choose a bath and an ice pack and an aspirin or two. Don't let my angst dissuade you. If you are so inclined and find the satisfaction that comes with it, keep putting one foot in front of the other. I can't say I will ever understand this love of running, but I can say it is not difficult to be in awe of the discipline and fortitude it takes for those who do. Many of these essays were previously published in the Family Focus section of the Union Newspaper, a division of Swift Communications. The podcasts are recorded at KNCO Studios, owned by Nevada County Broadcasters in Grass Valley, California.